Uh, you hear that? I actually hear nothing. I know, because Mason's not here. There is no Mason. There's no week. Mason today. I apologize to the viewers. Don't worry, he's not dead. He's not dead. We think. We don't think he's dead. I mean, I guess we had we aren't currently like talking to him right now. He could he have could died. have died in the meantime, but realistically, he's just sick and in bed. So probably. Hopefully, he's back next week. Hopefully, he's not dead. But the show goes on. Yep. Football happens regardless. Hoping uh, hoping he's back next week. Excited to talk to him again about yeah. this sort of thing. But that does not stop us. Does not. And it does not stop Derek Carr's wallet. Derek Carr has a much needs a larger wallet he yes may, go buy yourself a nice fancy leather yeah. italian one though. yeah you know you, you need you need some room because uh they they broke out the bank a little bit they did four years or no three years 120 million dollar extension that's that's pretty big i mean I, this would have come as a surprise if we hadn't already heard tons of reports that yeah Derek i Carr figured was gonna this was going to happen i feel yeah. like if you're the raiders you have to do this yeah i i think it's a good move on their part i mean is he a top five quarterback in the league no but i'd no. argue he's top 10 yeah he, I mean, he's on the back half of top 10 i'd say and also like i saw some people today saying like oh they should tear it down and rebuild no why no like patrick mahomes is still gonna be good in five years and it's not be like the raiders are good at doing that anyways like yeah, Derek like they, Carr they is the best that, thing to happen to them in ages yeah they have a team that made the playoffs they added chandler jones Devontae adams extend your quarterback makes yeah. sense to me i mean paying adams and Carr 70 million combined is that's, a, that, lot that's a lot. So, I mean, they the two of them better be productive. That's all I gotta say. But hey, all I'll say is I'm actually excited to watch the Raiders next I'm year. I'm really I excited have to watch. Never them. said that in my entire life. I'm not either. But I mean, they have they have a pretty nice um, trio of pass catchers. They got Waller, Adams, Renfro. That's pretty nice. Yeah. So and I, I'm know, excited to watch them. The Christian Church is gonna make a lot more money. I mean, Derek Carr he loves to donate. He's very <laughs> generous. Yep, known generous person. Donate ten percent right. of your salary. That's right. Yep, he's a good Christian boy. Yeah. So let's see. Uh, just a little mental math here. That one twenty sounds like about twelve is gonna go to the church. Well, do you think he? Do you think he factors in tax? Mm, good question. Does the church have to pay tax too on what he's gonna donate, or does Derek Carr just be? How generous is Derek Carr? How generous is he? Is, I'd like is to it, know. Is it like six and a half million? Like, Cause like after or, or taxes, we got the full 12. After taxes, 10%, I mean, like, we're looking at like 12 mil, but like after taxes, that's going to come down to like nine. Like, Ugh, not that's even just remotely, nowhere near not as even much. remotely generous. That's, that's not even generous at that point. Like, yeah, that's Derek, just like, come yeah, on. whatever. Come on, Derek. Do the right thing here. Yeah. Uh, speaking of doing the right thing, uh... <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, this could honestly segue into about anything in the rest of the episode. I'm going to roll with Tom Brady here. Did you, <laughs> did you hear about this Tom Brady nonsense? I'll, I'll walk the listeners <laughs> walk, through it. Walk us through it. If, if you haven't heard by now. So basically, um, I mean, there's been a lot of smoke this offseason, but what I've been able to kind of put together, figure out what I think was, was happening and from mm. the articles I've read, it sounds like Tom Brady retired. And he was going to join the Miami Dolphins' front office yeah. for a year, hire Sean Payton as their coach, then transition back into quarterback starting next year. What? Wh- who does that? How is that possible? There is like, just no chance. They're just. I read that and I was like, "There's there ha- there has to be some sort of rule infraction somewhere in there." What about his contract with Tampa? Can you imagine someone coming from a team's front office to play? Yeah, can you imagine if Brian Gutekunst does like scoot over Rogers? I'm the quarterback now. How does that work? What, what if he's on a what if he's on a front office contract? Yeah, can I, you, like do you have to transfer that or like like 
is he gonna affect the salary cap? I or have like... no idea. <laughs> like, if I part of me honestly wishes this would have played out because I am it would have really... been hilarious. Yeah, but and then apparently because of the lawsuits from Flores and whatnot, the dolphin stuff fell through. So then his you know contingency plan was get Bruce Arians canned and then go back to Tampa. <laughs> Which is, it makes sense. I kind of always thought his retirement was a sham. Like, did you think Tom Brady was actually retired? I mean, I wanted to believe he was actually retired. Too. Although, you know what I will say? The moment that I saw that he was retiring, I was actually a little sad. I was like, that's like, everyone that I grew my up from my childhood Sunday. is just, it's it's gone now. Like, the next closest is Russell Wilson at this point. And that was a little sad to think about. <laughs> but <laughs> but hey, no. We get more. More yeah. Brady. More Brady and more weird draft rumors. So a there's, lot more weird I've draft rumors. I've now seen that there are multiple teams that have uh, the Georgia edge rusher Trayvon Walker is their number one on their draft board. Out of nowhere. And I just don't get that because I remember about two months ago I was thinking to myself, oh, you know, he'd be pretty nice for the Packers to take late round. I, I like the potential <laughs> there. No, he might go no top for five, you. apparently. Yeah, so, I mean, for those of you that don't know, Trayvon Walker is – uh, he's been flying up draft boards. He's a very high-ceiling player from what I've heard. Yes, he's a freak athlete. He's incredible in the run game. Uh, his uh, his frame is ridiculous. He's like 6'7". Oh, oh, my God. I mean, he, I can't remember off the top of my head how much he weighs, but it's a lot. I mean, he's a huge dude. But then there's also the fact that on true pass-rushing snaps, this is a real stat, not like not plays that were passes, but on like, designated third and 11 you know it's going to be a passing play yeah his pressure rate was five percent and his contemporaries like cave on on those yeah, plays isn't it like 30 his was 33 percent yeah. like that he just does not stack up as a pass rusher so i yeah. guess what teams are thinking is if we can elevate his pass rush game we have an unstoppable player on the edge but yeah five percent slow man i'm not low. taking that number one yeah and like, i mean like I mean, I guess he plays in the SEC, but at the end of the day, the NFL is harder than the SEC. Like, yes. it's it's just. I mean, it, I don't know. Like an that big of a risk at number one, I feel like Hutchinson or Kayvon. That'd is be just the most so jags much... thing ever, dude. <laughs> if they do that, that would be so t- depressing. Yeah. I just want to see him make a reasonable. Mo- they did last year. They did the right thing. They should have taken Lawrence, and they did. That's true. If they mess it up this <laughs> year, uh, that'd be so disappointing. Oh, I cannot. I hope they they take Hutchinson or just take or someone like or just one of the tackles. Just take someone. They're actually like, going to have a good pass rush. Yeah, that's possible. Saxonville is back. Is Saxonville back? The return of Saxonville. <laughs> I'd love Trevor to see Lawrence it. could be Blake Bortles. I believe it. He's probably already better than Blake. Yeah, Bortles. I mean they have Christian Kirk. I mean, what more can you ask? I mean, for? Christian Kirk's way better than Prime Allen Robinson. <laughs> Everyone knows that. Yes, this is a known common fact. <laughs> Uh, well, anyways, uh, to get into the draft content, uh, last week we we talked about the receivers and the running backs. We've also talked about the quarterbacks now. We did yep. a little bit of sleepers. We're transitioning over to the defensive side of the ball a little bit. Mm-hmm. Today we're going to run through corners, safeties, and linebackers. Next week we're going to return to the trenches. We'll do both lines. But for this week we're going to do we're going to start off with corners, and we're going to start off with a, a pretty interesting player, mm-hmm. uh, Derek Stingley from LSU. Um, he had an incredible freshman season, one of the best college corner seasons ever, period, not arguable. Yep. Uh, but he's barely played since then. When he has played, it hasn't been well. So you got kind of an odd prospect here. I mean, would you want to take a guy that 
hasn't played really in two years. I don't know. It's it's a toss up to me between this guy and then the next guy that we're about to talk about. But like, he is he is an incredible athlete. Like yes. no question, super athletic. He's got great speed. I mean, there's there's not much not to like of him when he's actually playing and playing well. Yeah. But like last year he was meh, and the year before that he was meh, but. As a, like the upside is just so I mean, so this enticing. guy before this season, it was like cave on one, Stingley two on every draft board going yep. into it. it but was I mean, as we know, things, things change. have changed a lot as Spencer Rattler is now at South Carolina. <laughs> South Carolina. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, this was the number one coming into the year. I there's obviously he didn't play the way he did his freshman year, but like. He's a very solid prospect. Like, I, I would take him. I, the, I think I the would upside as well. is too enticing. Yeah. I mean, the dudes—he's got decent size for a corner. He's about six feet, a little under two hundred pounds. Um, He—if you need a press corner, this is your guy. Yeah. This is a crazy stat. Of in forty-nine percent of the snaps he took in college, he was pr- playing press. Yeah. That's crazy. That's crazy. I've never <laughs> even heard of something like that. that I mean, insane. he's not great in zone. So if you're a team that sits back in zone all game, you should probably look elsewhere and we'll mm-hmm. get to that but i mean if you're a team that wants to you know man up play physical physical um football on the back end take him just do I've it i've just i've learned that you can't predict what corner goes where i mean last year jc horn was the first one off the board and i would have never guessed that yeah i thought it was certain all the way, i did as well that's which that's, i mean i i would still make the argument that it should have been but yeah i would say so too after the rookie years because certain yeah. was great crazy yeah what a surprise no one would have guessed that yep couldn't have guessed that but anyways uh, Stingley, he's he's my personal corner one. Mm-hmm. I just like the upside too much. And then we'll get into kind of the one B to his one A, which would be Sauce Gardner. A lot um, of hype from the a lot of hype because I mean he never allowed a touchdown in college. He's ridiculously consistent, unlike his contemporary Derek. Mm-hmm. Um, he's he's six three, so he's tall. He can match up with NFL receivers. He's a little wiry. He's only one ninety, which is pretty pretty skinny for a dude of that size, but yeah. I'm sure he'll thicken up in the NFL. I mean, he's still pretty young. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, I mean, the the problem though for me is that the, that frame shows up a lot on tape. This guy is so bad at tackling. <laughs> it actually looks like, like if a sixth grader tried to tackle I mean, it, me. It looks like, like if a six three, 190 pound man tried to tackle a football player. Yeah. Good point. That's fair. <laughs> uh, but he is, it his coverage is incredible. His though. coverage is great. I mean, he plays absolute bully ball in man coverage. He lines up in press and he beats the shit out of you the entirety of the snap. Well, I mean, he's a little grabby, so he might get flagged a little bit as a rookie, but you know, these are growing pains. He's going to be good in the NFL. I don't really see how he wouldn't be. He's, yeah. not, he's not great in zone, so he's kind of with Stingley. Like, really only a team that plays a lot of man should mm-hmm. be taking him. Um, I bet Mason wishes the Chiefs had a top 10 pick so they yeah. could take one of those two guys, but <laughs> yeah. unfortunately they don't. Sorry, Mason. Uh, yeah, so then um, we have kind of a, a, a flip in style uh, to our next corner, which is Trent McDuffie. <laughs> God. We hate him. We hate this guy. Yeah. Fuck the Huskies. <laughs> Anyways, if we're being non-biased duck homers, uh, he's actually a pretty good player. He's a little undersized. He's only 5'11", about 190, but... I mean, he plays great in zone. Um, he gets beat a little bit in man's, which is, I mean, that's he's 5'11", so yeah, this is kind I mean, of to be expected. expected. But he's actually a pretty good tackler for his size, which you wouldn't really expect. Yeah. So, I mean, if if you're a team that does play zone, 
Trent McDuffie is very good at that. He's yeah. got good ball skills. I mean, his player recognition is pretty good. He's, I mean, he'll be a solid player for some team. I, but hopefully we don't we don't get him because I don't want to. I don't need. You another, don't want to. You know, I don't I'm, need another husky. You don't want a husky. <laughs> yeah, I don't need. I don't need them haunting me in college Ugh. and the pros. We don't need Kevin King 2.0. Last Husky I can think of the 49ers having was Dante Pettis. And I don't want another one of those either. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> there actually have been some pretty good Huskies as pros. I mean... No. You... Okay, whatever. Purple trash. <laughs> well, I agree with that. <laughs> I agree with that. Anyways, uh, we also have Andrew Booth from Clemson. I mean, hard not to like a, a corner who started for Clemson. They play good teams. Um He's, he's actually probably the most diverse of these guys mm. in terms of skill set. He's good in man. He's good in zone. Um, he's, you know, he's six feet, a little less than 200 pounds. So kind of the same right size around as the, the middle, rest of these guys. The middle of the rest of these guys, yeah. Yeah, but, I mean, I guess your only complaint really is that he only started for one year. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's a little raw still, but, I mean, considering that, he's still, he's still a good player. Yeah. I mean, he's versatile. Put him anywhere. I mean, good player. And uh, to wrap up, wrap up our corners, we have Mr. Kair Elam. Probably going, I guess I haven't been mentioning this, but these are honestly all five of these guys could end up in the first round. Kair's probably going to be late first round, early second, mm-hmm. I guess. Um, kind of an kind of an odd player because he's kind of like Stingley in that his freshman year was his best. Like last year, he only had a 58 coverage grade, which is Ooh. horrible yeah. on a scale of 1 to 100. Um <laughs> But he does have a thousand career coverage snaps. That's actually so you, insane. You like the experience there. Like yeah. you're getting a player who's going to come in and can start probably uh-huh. day one. He's a little handsy. He got flagged seven times in ten games last year, which is that's kind of a lot. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess that's something you could coach, though. Yeah. I mean, in this, theory, this is a player who's pretty good in college. I mean, he's played a lot. He played for Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I'd say this is a player worth taking in the you know if you need a corner back end of the first round, early second. Yeah. I'd say do it. So that about that wraps up the top five corners. I'd I'd probably rank them in order of how we talked about them, if I had to. Uh, but I don't. Ha ha. <laughs> no one's forcing us to do it. That's true. Um, so then we can move over to safeties, uh, which I'm mm. pretty intrigued to see where Kyle Hamilton goes it's in this draft. Very interesting. Because in terms of traditional positional value, a safety would never go top yeah. ten. That's no. crazy. When was the last time you saw a safety I don't, go? Th- I, you. I can't, you can't draft him top ten at this point after. I mean, it's just—it's not a premium. It's not a premium position and a position that highly values speed. He ran a four-seven-four, which is. Ugh. It is. However, it's just so weird because when you actually watch him on tape, He's, this dude—he looks so quick. This dude is six-four, two-twenty. He's a great tackler. I mean, the dude oh sniffs out. The dude sniffs out every play, point two seconds into it, and just flies. Yeah. Like, he is. Like Pro- he, possibly my favorite player we've I, watched on film since he's awesome. we've started watching tape. He's tape-ish. awesome. Like, he's so fun to watch. Because, you know, there's us convincing ourselves out of it, and then there's us thinking about when we actually watched him. I yeah. mean, the, it's so hard for me to imagine him not being good. Like, I'd say if you could... The problem is his... He plays like a linebacker, and he's a yeah. safety. It's, I mean, it's you, insane. You just need to know that you can't... I don't know if I would want to rely on him in like a... Like a single high set with only one safety because I don't know if he has the speed to cover an NFL field. Yeah. But I would say if you wanted to plunk him in, maybe play like a little bit of linebacker, you know, put him on like tight ends, take them out of the game. I mean, I definitely think. I mean, I mean, there there are ways to just don't put him in positions where he needs to be that fast. True. Because I mean, he's 
when he sees the play, he's there. I mean, every th- time. his value is the fact that he can be a gadget guy. I mean, his diversity yeah, is what so is going much to make him defense. Yeah. is going to make him rise. I mean, he's not just a safety. I he mean, can his play. literally only flaw is his speed, but he I mean, he still ran a four seven. That's not that bad. I mean, I guess in theory, like yes, he accelerated cool, like slow, but. He looks so quick on film. Yeah, like, I, I think it's one of those things where the player plays faster than he does when he's just doing, like, a 40-yard run. Yeah, which I get. I mean, certain people are like that. Like, it's, yeah. it's hard to just pick up and run like that. Like, sometimes you just need a target to run after. Mm-hmm. You'll run faster. You take angles. Like Take Traylon Burks from Arkansas for an example. I mean, yeah. He ran, what, I want to say a 4-5-ish yeah, in the combine. Great. But in a game, we, they tracked him, and he ran... 21 and a half miles an hour yeah. like that's ridiculously fast mm-hmm. so i think it's it's about playing speed sometimes so i would say like i mean if you're a team that even remotely needs a safety and he's on the board you have to I, take him. i don't think there's anyone else to take over him but i don't you're looking safety it's i just, just don't know if i'd take him like top three though no definitely not at this point i don't even know if he'll go top 10 purely because of that for the speed thing is making him fall a lot he probably shouldn't fall as much as he is but, I mean, if you're a team like the Texans that literally needs every position, start with the premium ones. Or the Jets, like get a, that matter. Get a tackle first. Like, get get something, you know. Dude, if the Jets can go, like, Kayvon and then Hamilton. Ooh. I'd be okay with that. I if, would as well. Yeah, that'd be fine. I feel like Sala could have a good time with that. Yeah, that'd be cool, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, part of me kind of hopes they do that. Man. Mm-hmm. I didn't consider that. Okay, well, and then the, the other safety we're going to talk about today... Um, is Lewis, uh, Lewis Kine, Lewis Seen from, I can't, I don't know how to pronounce his name. Yeah. But Lewis Kine from Georgia, however you say it, uh, he's about 6'2", 200 pounds, so he's more prototypical safety size. I mean, you got kind of more standard, kind of free roamy safety. He's pretty fast. Mm -hmm. He plays with good anticipation. Um, I mean, when I watched the Georgia defense, I always thought he was pretty good. I don't think he's as good as some of the other players on the Georgia defense, and he's surely the beneficiary of having five other NFL prospects on yeah. the same defense. But, I mean, he's a pretty good player. His only real flaws, he's not super good in pure man coverage, mm-hmm. so he might get beat by some tight ends in the NFL. Actually, he will get beat by some tight ends in the NFL. <laughs> I mean, if you're getting beat by college tight ends, surely uh, Kelsey or Kittle is going to route you up. Yeah, most likely. Yeah, but he's pretty good. I could definitely see him going back into the first, maybe early second, kind of mm-hmm. in that same area as, like, Kyrie Elam, you know. Guy like that, yep. but I I don't see like the surefire Pro Bowler with that I do with Hamilton. Yeah, I mean if you watch Notre Dame, Hamilton just flies it's, off your screen. Yeah, it's awesome. If you're listening to this and you haven't watched any Kyle Hamilton, just look up his highlights and they are it's like the most entertaining safety highlights I've ever seen. Yeah, it's awesome. Anyways, that's there's enough <laughs> fanboying about that. Jesus. Uh, to move on to our final topic of discussion for our number one op. Yes. <laughs> uh, all Oregon fans will groan when you mention this name, but uh, Devin Lloyd, who is approximately 87 years old. <laughs> just just kidding. He is he is 23 and a half, though, which is pretty old. Yeah. But it makes sense. It's been he's around a while. Goes to Utah. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but he's, I mean, it's 23 and a half. He's 6'3", about 240. I mean, this is... A pretty polished athlete and a yeah. polished player too. I, he doesn't Pro really. Ready. He doesn't really have a weakness. Like I feel like you plug him into a defense and he's just gonna play well. He yeah. Can, he can play in like that that true middle linebacker, captain of the defense mm-hmm. type of player, like a, your Bobby Wagner's, your Fred Warner's, those yep. type of guys. 
Like, he is shades of them, I would say. Not as much, because he's not as good as an athlete as either of the two I just named. Yeah. But mentally, he's got it, uh, which he should, because he's mm-hmm. 85 years old. I have old, seen a I lot mentioned. of the Fred Warner comp. Like, a lot of people say on yeah, tape, he is, that's, like, identical to him. That's probably his ceiling. If he gets there, that'd be awesome. Mm-hmm. I hope he doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> just, just kidding. Just kidding. Uh, but n- jokes aside, he's, he's a pretty good player. Um, however, his one flaw is he does miss tackles. His career miss tackle rate is 12 and a half percent, which is, that is, that's pretty high. Yeah. I mean, if you're, if you're missing pack 12 players, surely you're going to struggle a little bit as a rookie with NFL mm. players. And he's, he's got a pretty nice frame, but he's not elite athletically. And the thing is, he's not like these other guys where they're like 20 or 21. Like, you know, they can potentially improve yeah athletically like he's 23 and a half this dude is not going to get that much more athletic Mm -hmm. unless he starts juicing hey i mean if you don't get caught if you're not cheating you're not trying that is that's that's my life motto yeah i mean you already signed the rookie contract you're already gonna make like 20 million at that point so you know juice up if they notice might as well go might as well invest in yourself you know like maybe you get caught and maybe you don't get to play anymore (laughs) whatever i mean you got your 20 mil but if you want to make bank yeah. You gotta cheat. Yeah, you need to be more athletic. Yeah, yeah. Like Julian Edelman. <laughs> yeah, known PED. Known quarterback. Known quarterback. Apparently, Kent yeah. State legend. Kent State legend. God, I always forget about that. Surely they don't remind you that he used to play quarterback at every oh, chance. Never. Did you know that Devonte Adams and Derek Carr played college ball together? No way. Because Where did they go to college? Fresno. No way. Because they actually don't mention that ever. I, I don't think I've ever heard that one before. Yeah? That's insane. Well, I'm glad I got to be the one to tell you. Thank you. You're welcome. I'm going to go watch highlights of them in college now, because I've I'm never, not. ever seen them before. Well, okay, you have fun with that. <laughs> I'm going to go do something else. Anyways, uh, so we also have uh, Nicobe Dean, who's not similar to Devin Lloyd in the slightest. Mm-hmm. We have a complete coverage merchant. Uh He's a great athlete, but he can probably never fill that role I was talking about earlier, like the Warner, uh, Bobby Wagner role. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's not big enough, and he's not good enough against the run to be a true middle linebacker. He's probably better as a weak side linebacker who yeah. plays more in coverage or, like, pass rushes or whatever. Mm-hmm. But he's super athletic. Um, like, his speed is crazy, which makes sense because he's only 5'11", yeah. so you better be fast. Uh, Faster than our safety friend Kyle Hamilton? Uh, he might be, actually. I don't have his 40 time written down, but there's a chance he might be. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, he's he's a great athlete. Um, he, in the right system, he could totally work. He's got great mm-hmm. instincts, too. He plays like a madman. Uh, so it's, he's, he was a fun watch this year, I'd say. But his run game deficiency was, was very, very much shielded mm-hmm. by having Devontae Wyatt, Jordan Davis, um, and Trayvon Walker on the line. Just... That defense. Yeah. yeah. I mean. It, yeah, I guess if I didn't mention that, he's from Georgia. Yeah. <laughs> but just another one of the seven Georgia players that could potentially go high. I mean, there's seriously, there's N'Kobe Dean, there's um, Lewis Kine, there's uh, Pickens, mm-hmm. the receiver, uh, there's Trayvon Walker, there's Devontae Wyatt and Jordan Davis. Yeah. Uh, did I say N'Kobe Dean? I don't think I did. I don't know. So that'd be like, that's six or seven players that yeah. could all go in the first round. That's crazy. I mean, I would expect it, especially from that defense. I mean, that defense is It was pretty awesome. Incredible. As Oregon fans, we were happy to poach their coordinator. Yes. Thank you very oh, yeah. much, Georgia. Thank you, Georgia. We're very happy. You saved us. 
A round of applause. Yes. Anyways, uh, to finish out our list of prospects for today, to prospect preview, uh-huh. uh, we have Leo Chanel from Wisconsin, and he is completely different than the other two. Yep, yeah, a badger. A badger. Yes, he might not go in the first round. He's looking more like a middle second round guy, mm-hmm. but he's six three and two fifty. So the Holy dude, crap! Yeah, yeah, the dude is a train. Wow. Yeah, but he. I have, do not want that dude running full speed at me if I'm a running back. Ex- that's exactly where I was going <laughs> yeah. with this. He is crazy in the run game, and he fucking destroys blocks. Yeah, I, and for his I can size, imagine. like when he gets going. Like, at his top end of speed, you just, you need to get out of the way. Yeah. Um, but as you could probably guess from mm-hmm. his frame and from what I was saying, he's not great in coverage. No. Yeah. I know. It's pretty disappointing. But, you know, it could be an early down linebacker in the NFL, for sure, <laughs> because he's just huge. But he's kind of slow accelerating, so he's not really, he doesn't have the twitch to be a good coverage yeah. linebacker, whereas N'Kobe Dean only has twitch. But... <laughs> But, I mean, you got, maybe if they combined, they would be, like, the ultimate player. That would be, if you can make that body type quick. I mean, that would be awesome. I don't, like I don't even, it might be I mean, a if, waste if you have a linebacker, If you combine them, they'll be 11 feet tall. It'd be pretty. <laughs> that'd be insane. Now, that'd be insane, yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> what are we talking about? <laughs> I don't know, but I want to see an 11 feet tall football player. Yeah. We need to try that. We should try. We that. need to get like the world's tallest man to play football and just see well, what it looks like. There's never been an eleven t- uh, foot tall. Man. Okay, but like still, there's been like eight. What about eight like feet an tall eight people? foot tall guy? I mean, I bet if he puts his arms up, like the... dude, if you get an eight foot tall quarterback, the trajectory has the ball. He can kind of just like throw yeah, it down and place it right in. Breaks there. his kneecaps. No, I want him as a receiver. You don't even need to run; just walk down the field. I bet even the walk players, around. I bet even the players jumping probably can't get to you when your arms are held above your head. Yeah, and I mean it would be the most obvious PI calls ever. Like if oh, you get so touched, obvious. they'll they'll see it. Your arms are so long; they just we get to, grabbed. We need to contact whoever the tallest current man is and just tell him go try out for the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, they need you. Yeah, they do. You're because better than Jalen Rager already. They don't have tall men. No. In their they receiving have, core. They have um, Jalen Rager. Yeah. But anyways, I don't know how we got on that <laughs> sidetrack. But that's uh, the prospects we have today. Hopefully that that helped you uh, think about which possible defensive players you want if your yeah. team is in the market for such an a eleven thing. foot man. An eleven foot man. Yeah. Basically, take, if you take anything away from this episode, combine height Kobe is everything. Remember that height is everything. Yes, it is the only thing. Anyways, uh, we have a fan question to address from this week before we finish out the episode from known friend of the pod, Camden, and he wants to know if we think Antonio Brown or Julio Jones is the best receiver of the 2010s decade. Um, I personally don't really know who those two people are. I was kind of hoping we'd, we could maybe talk about Terrell Pryor instead. <laughs> uh... Yeah, I think I'm going to have to agree. Uh, Terrell Pryor is better than both. Yeah. Uh, Thank you, Camden, for the question. All, um, all jokes aside, Julio Jones, though. I, you go, you going AB? I'm going AB on all this one. All right. See, this is one of the debates where I feel like you could really take either of them, and it's fine. Uh, like, I mean, if you're looking at the stats compared, Julio Jones, uh, I mean, I don't have the split for the 2010s, but in his career so far, he's... 
13,330 yards, 60 touchdowns. Brown has 12,290 and 83 touchdowns. Yeah. So, like, you know, they're both – Julio's two times All-Pro. Antonio Brown's four times All-Pro. Mm-hmm. Like, they're both great. They're um, both incredible. I'd probably take Julio. I always felt like his physical – They're just such his physical different types prowess, of receivers, though. Yeah. That's the thing. It was just the, the eye test for Julio. I always liked a little more, you like, know. Like, Julio I look at, and I'm like – Yes, he's an incredible receiver, but I always just look at it and I'm like, I feel like there has been bigger, big, better big men like Calvin Johnson. That that's a fair point. And that I, is fair. I look at Antonio, I mean, Antonio Brown Brown's and I'm way like, more twitchy. He's a better route runner. Yeah, I mean, I don't really, at least in this era, I can't really think of anyone that's been as effective as him and that type of receiver. That's yeah, that's a really good point. I I think either of these is an acceptable answer. I mean, they both have so many good seasons. Yeah, in Julio twenty fifth. Just take 2015 just to look at both of them. This is ridiculous. Julio had 1,870 uh, 1, yards, That's eight insane. touchdowns. Antonio Brown in 2015, the same year, I just kind of looked at that, mm-hmm. uh, had 1,834 yards and 10 touchdowns. Wow. Like, these guys <laughs> were so good for so long. And, like, I, it's a pleasure that we got to watch both of them, mm-hmm. honestly. Um, I hope that... But you know what we will give Julio? What? We'll give him an extra good boy point for still being mentally stable. Yes. We'll respect it. I mean, even though he did go to Tennessee to hang out with Ryan Tannehill. That is true. He did do that. If he signs uh, in Green Bay, I'll give him a sanity point. We also have Burfick to blame for that one a little bit. Yeah, true. Yeah, I mean, I would, I guess, it's hard because Julio's massive, and he's obviously a great Hall of Fame player. Julio never kicked a man. why did he never get any touchdowns? Isn't Matt that is Ryan. true. I mean, don't talk bad about Matty Ice in front of me. Oh, boo-hoo. <laughs> I will say whatever I want about Matt Ryan. But, I mean, Matt Ryan's good, the obviously. The Falcons aren't I real. Just, that's why they don't have any touchdowns. No, that's fair. They can't, you, you can't win games if you're not a real team. Exactly. And they're not a real team. You can't so. score if you're not a real team that's either. That's fair. All right, if you score fair. too much, it's going to be fishy. People are going to start watching your games, and then they're going to yeah, be can't exposed. Do that. No. Julio gets the minimum amount of touchdowns to get him to the Hall of Fame, and that's it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, that about wraps up our answers. Yep. Uh, we're split on it, but whatever. Um, and we'll be back next week to finish out our draft content, hopefully with Mason here. Yep. And then the week after that, we'll do our full first-round mock. Just... Yeah, that'll be what, like a, a day before the draft? Yeah, we'll release it on the Wednesday before the draft. Yep. That's that's going to be awesome. That's yeah. been the episode I've been excited to make for I'm two months now. excited to see how accurate we are. Yeah, it's going to be fun because the week after Literally we can right do a after, little yeah. recap and then we can see how many we got right. Mm-hmm. It'll be fun. But all right, thank you for listening. We'll be back next week. Yep, see ya.